Hello, everyone. Welcome to another PropTech Ramble. Uh, we are streaming live uh, on Sympatico and YouTube, and also thanks to our partner, Unisu, uh, James and Eddie. Boys, thank you very much for streaming us live via Unisu as well. Uh, today's topic is facilities management, uh, which is very good timing because we had our World FM Day uh, last week, I think it was. Uh, I would like to introduce to you Cindy Hampson, the CEO of the Global Alliance of Facility Management and Innovators. Cindy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Thanks a lot. That's all right. No, can you, can you uh, apart from that you're Dutch and you live in Spain and you left there for love, you love the country, the food and the sun, but not, not necessarily the beaches. They're two different things. But apart from all of that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the CEO of uh, the Global Alliance Facility Management Innovators. Um, what we do here in, uh, in our organization is that we give easy access to startup innovation to the facility management industry. And uh, yeah, I have a little too small team until this moment, but we are growing. We're growing big because uh, we've seen there's loads of, uh, of, of, of facility managers wanting to get into uh, digitalization. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a great job. It's, it's a very interesting topic because facilities management, as we were just talking about before we, we came live, there's lots of facilities managers who want to be really proactive and start to understand what is out there. And I think for something like, you know, the Global Alliance, if, if they've got a place to go to understand where some of the technology is, who can help, what startups are out there, if they've got a particular pain point, if they can go to one place and find out what's available, that, that makes life easier rather than having to Google search everything and then to, to try and become an expert and look everywhere, having a kind of a safe pair of hands or a, or a trusted kind of partner in, a, in, in an alliance like yours will take a bit of pressure off them trying to figure out what's out there, you know, because you can type in prop tech into Google and, you know, thousands of startups come up or thousands of companies come up and you don't you may not necessarily know which one's the best to to go yeah. to speak to so i think i think i think it's i think it's a great thing and i think it's hugely important what which which brings me on to some of the questions that we've had and some of the ones i've written down uh for for you is what what are the what are the origins of the global alliance and, and facilities management innovators where, where does it come from what what what's why why really why why yeah yeah why? well in 2019, um, I was asked by a, a local Spanish uh, service provider to set up an innovation program. They wanted to approach the startup ecosystem and uh, yeah, to pre prepare for the next coming years to see what it was around there. So uh, yeah, I did that together with a consultancy from Madrid. We set it all up and uh, started scouting. And the first thing that you learn in, in, in a process like this is how broad facility management is. And, and at the same time, that's quite a problem because when you look for startup innovation, you say, okay, where do we start? Do we start with waste management? Shall we get into uh, energy solutions, maintenance, cleaning, digital twins, catering, gardening? I mean, it's, it just doesn't stop, you know? It's, it's so broad uh, that it's easy to lose focus. And then in general, startups in this, in our sector, which is not FinTech or, you know, it's yeah. more yeah. recent. The startups are more recently set up. 
uh, they're not global companies, they're local companies. Uh, normally as a startup, you start in your own country, and then when you get a little bit bigger, you jump to countries where normally you've got more or less the same language. The Portuguese will go to, to Brazil, <laughs> the ones from Austria, they go to Germany, you know, you, you, yeah. you stay a little bit safe in the, in, the, in the beginning. So that means that if you're a facility management service provider or corporate and you want to get into innovation, get to know startups, you have to go abroad uh, yeah. to, to get the complete package. And in the end, uh, summing up uh, that innovation consultants are not the cheapest ones, we all know that. Uh, and if you want to do it right, well, you can end up with like a complete uh, cost of 250,000 euros a year, only to approach yourself on a regular basis towards yeah. this ecosystem. And, and in the end, you say like, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? So yeah. when, when people say, yeah, a facility management is, is lagging a bit behind on, on innovation, you're like, well, that's normal, isn't it? It's just too broad and it's too difficult to get to know all these uh, well, young companies. I, it's, as you say, it's priority as well. And if you're there to help them prioritize and get them to lay it all out, because facilities managers are busy people, right? Yeah. They're, they're, if they're not busy, I, I don't know one that isn't busy doing something in a building, but for them to start on the digitization path, to have someone, it's not, it is guidance, but it's not guidance. It's someone to say, right, sit down, let's sit down and spend some time and figure out your priorities. And then say, right, we work with this business, this business, this business that can help you with some of those. That's that, that for me, if I was an FM, that would be a bit of a relief, right? I'd still do some of my own research, but if there was a list of people that you've already vetted and that you work with and you know and trust, that's a big tick in the box, so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we're a meeting point. So yeah. Yeah. it's two parties coming together and knowing each other. And yeah. then after that, uh, do business in the end and give solutions. And, and effectively, facility managers uh, manage so many diff different activities. So there's loads of uh, good solutions out there to help them out. And, 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 and instead of running around, uh, sitting behind the dash dashboard and getting alarms up when things are going wrong, rather than proactively uh, uh, do your work, you know? Uh, no, sorry, uh, reactively do Reactive. your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. and that's, uh, that's really good. It's, it's like in our personal life, I mean, in the last 12, 15 year, uh, months, more than ever, we used our phones and our computers to... to yeah. Yeah, to, to work and to live and to keep this distance and to shop and, and to, to do sports, me, myself, doing Pilates online. So now we're going slowly back to normal, we say. Well, uh, of course, we digitize more than ever. We're, we're all ready for it. And the facility management industry is ready for it. Yeah, I'm sure I, of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So since you started... The, the Global Alliance, how have you seen facilities management change over the last few years? I know I know, digital facilities, as you just rightly said, is starting to accelerate more because of COVID, but what, what, what changes have you seen since you started the Global Alliance and, and, and FM services? I, know, I must say that I haven't seen it change a lot. I've seen it suffering. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been such a difficult year. I mean... You're into workplace management solutions, so you're more maybe fixed 
um, focused on, on, on offices, but there's so many other types of facility managers around there. I mean, there are guys who, who guys and girls <laughs> who run hospitals yes. or, or schools or uh, uh, do 200 outlets of, 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 of some kind of shopping um, shopping chain or, or 500 police stations or whatever, you know? And these, these people, we facility managers, we have millions, literally millions of uh, frontline workers working for us. So to keep them all safe, to adapt to regulations that were going on and changing every, in the beginning, every three days and after that, every two weeks, you know, getting signage up, uh, getting the gel machines, making so social distancing uh, uh, possible. I mean, God, it was like, mm, it's, it's not been a year of change, it's been a year of survival. And uh, yeah, in any way, I think that change is coming now. <laughs> change is coming with what we call FM tech, yeah. you know, FM tech, the umbrella on which we say we embrace our startups from the FM industry, like Metricus and others. Yeah. And we put you all together and we don't say prop tech, we say FM tech because okay. we are good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're millions and millions of, of people working at that, with frontline workers first, and then all the organizations that are behind that and facility management, consultants, providers. Uh, and and also the corporate facility management, of course. And altogether, we we are uh, having a business that's worth two trillion US dollars in 2026. So I would say mm, that's worth our own denomination. We are FM Tech. <laughs> and yeah, I, I would I would I would agree. There's and and if you uh, the the interesting part with FM Tech, we'll call it that now, is. There's a lot you can do to help FM man well, FM facilities managers very very quickly, right? And rather than being reactive, as you mentioned earlier, becoming proactive is is not as hard as people think. You know, the quick wins are there. You know, connecting to a BMS, pulling out the data, and then as you said, set some rules or thresholds so you get alerts when a state changes, so you can go and address it before it's an issue. That's quite an easy thing to do. Generally, when you do a BMS review and you pull the data into a system like we've done many, there's always an energy saving. So the company's happy because, by the way, you spent this money to let me do the building management system review and get proactive alerts, but also we saved you some energy, Mr. Employer. So, or Mrs. Employer, you should be happy with that. So I, I think FM tech and the changes in facilities management, although it's been kind of called a laggard or it's, or it's been a bit slow, I think it'll accelerate over the next few years because there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening. There's there's a, a, a lady that uh, we're doing some work with in America. She's the CEO of a business as well, very very successful facilities uh, management business, mm -hmm. hundreds of customers, billions of square feet uh, under under management for her clients, and she started something called the Facility Data Standard, and that is to standardize naming conventions within facilities management because. Everyone has their own naming convention, you know. And when you look at under the covers and you look at a BMS, you know, we've we've been on projects where every floor had a different naming convention when we pulled the data out. And it's like, my God, this is crazy. So <laughs> F FM is changing, and I think it'll. I think that over the next few years, it will change faster than it, than it has before. So that, yeah. that's that's my view. 
yeah. You can help with that. We can help with that. It's it's a good thing. We're, we're here for that. And 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 when you say uh, facility management is a little bit lagging behind, but that's an advantage, eh? Because we're still, yeah, we're still on time to get on board. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 let, you let things happen first, see what works and what doesn't, then you jump on board, right? Yeah, so. because we, we look at fintech and we say, okay, we won't do it like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, if, if all these big banks with those big financial institutions of years and years ago, who, who got where, where digitalization was taking place already since PayPal, let's say, yeah? Yeah. Um, if these guys could not uh, cope with digitalization, and we're almost, you know, they're all still now shutting down all the, all the, all the local outlets that they have, all the local banks, uh, and they are changing so many things because they're, they're almost not surviving. If a bank cannot do it, I mean, digitalization is unstoppable. We as a facility managers, we better say, okay, um, we better get on board before it's too late, you know, because, yeah, world is, the world is changing and we cannot stop it. Uh, we just have to adjust to it and, and get used that metal keys will be changed for, I don't know, mobile phones that beep, beep, and doors get open, for example. Uh, yeah, it's the normal way of, uh, of doing, yeah. So based on what you've just said, I've got another question here, is how is FM tech, as I'm now going to call it, how is FM tech seen in general by, by the FM world? Is it, is it friend or foe? What, 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 what do you see with the people you're talking <laughs> Good question. Um, well, of course, uh, at this stage, it's still a friend, but it must not turn into a foe. Mm? And that's what I just uh, uh, told about the, the, the banking uh, institutions. If you're too late, then it can be a real problem for your for 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 your career even uh, and for for your for your company if you're a service provider. If we look at, for example, at uh, the hotel sector and Airbnb, well, it's the same thing. Or 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 Spotify and the music industry. Uh, what happened over there is amazing. In in no time, uh, a digital company, a startup like Spotify or Airbnb. <laughs> in yeah. 10 years, they were like triple worth than, than the classical Hilton, who was already 100 year, years old, and without having any room of their own. Eh? There, yes. There's a sentence of, of, um, of uh, it's a, a food catering company from, um, start, food catering company from, uh, uh, from the US, and, and they say, and this really it impacted me, I will have to read that. Eh? He says, his name is Ryan Spong, and he says, our vision is to become the largest local food provider to offices, but own no kitchens, cook no meals, and deliver no food. You go like, what? Now imagine this in, in, in the facilities management world, and, we, and we, we apply that to a cleaning company, okay? Just to make a joke of it, but... It will not be that easy that it might, but still, let's apply. Um, our vision is to become the largest com commercial cleaning provider, but own no brooms nor scrubbing brushes, enter no physical spaces, and having no employees. Yeah, you say <laughs> impossible. impossible, but all the other old 
style companies like Hilton, Marriott, or the old music industry thought the same thing about the disruptive solutions that came after them. Yes. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, friend or foe, uh, open your eyes and uh, you better... Right. In, in, embrace it and make it a friend rather than let it become a foe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, at least come close, contact and start collaborating. Start collaborating. Yeah. Embrace that danger. Yeah. <laughs> make your yeah. life easier. Make, make your life easier when you're at work. Why, why wouldn't you want to do that? That's when you're in corporates. You say, okay, uh, for corporates, it's quite difficult to get into startup innovation too because and normally when you're uh, a corporate FMR, uh, apart from that you're very, very busy, normally you don't have a budget for in innovation. I mean, the budget of innovation will always be for the core activity of that company, isn't it? So yes. you, you depend on your own curiosity and your own time and on your service providers to get ideas of, for, for innovation or contact with startups. And, and there is what I also want to say to, to corporate and uh, um, FMers. Ask your service providers with whom they are contacting. If there are new solutions over there, what, they are, what they, are they cooking? And service providers, contact also with startups and get them on board. Uh, work with them. Make together, make a top service for your fi final uh, corporate clients. Build a service together with the startups that are around you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I wouldn't normally do a plug on this show at all, but that's why we created the Smart Building Starter Pack because some people don't have lots of money or a budget to do a POC. So starting small and testing the water is is quite a good way to do things. We've, I, we've got some other questions down here, but we've got some questions coming in as well. So uh, uh, the first one is from Ignacy Casamada. Regulette, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Pro apologies if I did not. Uh, what will the new normal in cleaning? What will be the new normal in cleaning service? In your in your view, Cindy, based on what we were talking about. New normal in cleaning service after COVID. Well, yeah. I think in general, maybe post COVID, but in general, if we're talking about digitization. Yeah, in digitization, what we see in uh, in in cleaning on one hand. Uh, Okay, now, what I see in, with uh, service providers in general, for, especially in the north of Europe, they, they start with like corporate venturing. They, they set up their own like startup, internal startup, and uh, start applying technology uh, in, in, for example, uh, in the routes that they make. So from static cleaning, we go to data-driven cleaning. So people can pu push a button and then the cleaning lady will come up and clean that room. But that's only... Uh, a start, I think, because this is more like indoor location of people and, and making calls and that people directly see, I mean, the cleaners directly see yeah, where it's yeah, going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there will be another evolution of that, I think. Uh, artificial intelligence uh, will be applied in, in also in, 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 in the working routes of the cleaners and frontal line workers like cleaners will have to be empowered also in their jobs with, with artificial in, intelligence. And then I know that uh, there are some people working on that, but uh, yeah, we'll see who that will that uh, develop in the future. Yeah, I, we, we, we get a lot of requests for smart cleaning. We do a lot around smart cleaning now because of COVID. 
prior to COVID, we talked about it. Not a lot of people did it, but now, like every week, we're we're doing something around smart cleaning for people. So it is it is it, it is evolving. It will change, and it will get smarter and smarter. Uh, Peter Bell has has sent in another question coming from another industry, transit. It feels like standards are not commonplace. Is there a role for standards in FM tech? I, I, I will answer that myself just quickly, and then I'll hand to you, Sydney. Yes is the answer, Peter. Everything needs standards. I'm an ops person, so I would say that anyway. But with standards, whether it's naming conventions, whether it's technology conventions, whether it's cleaning standards, whether it's regime standards, without standards, it's it's hard to create structure and it's hard to improve processes and services without some form of standard. Otherwise, it's kind of organized chaos, right? Which is my house generally when I go home with wife and three kids and lots of animals. So Cindy, over to you. I think standards are hugely important. And it's why I think the facilities data standard that Jill has created in America is 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 important because they see the same thing. They want to bring standards into the facilities and FM world, whether it's to do with smart cleaning, whether it's to do with planned preventative maintenance, you know, or, or asset tracking standards, standards are important. And, and even in transit, you know, we were talking to train companies during COVID about monitoring indoor air quality and understanding what was going on on the trains. And we were asking them about, about the cleaning regimes because the indoor air quality sensors would be affected by the cleaning products, depending on what cleaning products they oh. used. Oh. And, and, and they just said, oh, well, we just clean when a train comes into a station. And, and that, so there's no guarantee of timing. So, understanding what was going on with the indoor air quality was a bit erratic sometimes. So having a standard helps. But Cindy, over to you. Oh, no, it's standards, of course. Also because uh, we have to be able within the industry to compete on on the same level. Yeah. We have to speak the same language. Uh, the corporate FMS have to be able to compare not apples with pears, but apples with apples. So then, yeah, that, that's very important, of course. I've seen how in Germany, there's like a service providers themselves have grouped together to make uh, standards, to create standards for uh, sustainability norms. Yeah. So yeah, that's I think that's really a good idea that the industry leaders themselves say, listen, this is the way we are going to talk and this is fair while we are competing and everything is clear, cleared up. Yeah. Yeah, and there is, I think in Europe, it's the VDMA as well, right, with uh, we're, we're looking at standards as well. So I know the VDMA are involved in the in the uh, the facilities data standards. So, yeah, it, it's hugely important. Every industry needs standards uh, to help improve services. Uh, we've got another question. So uh, how, well, this is one that we, we had for you, actually. Uh, how would you advise a facilities manager to get involved in the digital in a digital innovation ecosystem? Well, first, start reading and looking at YouTube uh, YouTube videos on anything tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got these tech uh, gurus around there. You've got the famous Bernard Marr, for example. He's got these uh, little tech pills in sixty seconds. That helps. It helps, you know, to focus a little bit on what's going on. Uh, LinkedIn, of course, many articles are around there. Interesting things to 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 read about. And and second, start talking to startups. Give them a call. Make them come over and and and, and see what they have uh, in mind for you. Uh, 
and be open. Eh? I mean, Michael Grant, Mike, you're not too young anymore. But many well, started. I'm an old man, Cindy. I'm an old man. You're an old man like me. But <laughs> um, yeah. Many startups have, uh, as a CEO or this, uh, they're, they're, they're salespeople, they're like 30 years old or 28, and they might come over in a jean, a pair of jeans, and go like, but take them serious. I mean, they know what they're talking about. Uh, start with that. Start to engage. Start to talk. Invite them. Show them your 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 facilities and and tell them, listen, we're doing this and that and that. The 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 the, the good thing about the startup is that they're always listening. They always want to make your service better, but also their service. So if as, as soon as you've got a problem and it's not solved within the solution that they give. They're serious about that. They adjust and they adapt. In any way, I think I think I always think, oh, poor startups, you're never ready. You you better be a baker where you find a recipe for a, the ideal cookie and you can bake them for the rest of your lives. But you startups, it's it's like always you're never ready. You get these huge financial uh, means in from your investors, but it's all to invest in to get better in. Again, and tomorrow there's a new tech and you have to apply it and adjust it and new features and yeah. you're never ready. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it, and the thing is, it's when you start to work with customers doing this daily, and you're right, startups, uh, the, the, I think one of the beauties about startups, and, and I would say this because I, I help run one, is we're fleet of foot. As you said earlier, we can, if you've got a problem, and we, we do it for customers all the time, we do something for them day in and day out, and then they say, by the way, We've got something over here. Do you think you could help with that? And if we don't have the solution that day, when we work out together with the customer, the value of solving that problem, we'll build a solution for it. And that's something that startups are really good at. The big beasts, you know, the CBREs, the JLLs, they're, they're all working hard to try and become more agile than they are. They're investing in startups because they realize that the world, that the FM world is changing. Uh, and I think it is important for people, as you say, for FM managers, facilities managers to, to go and talk to startups, but also events. I know we're all and we're virtually doing this by video. I know a lot of people have Zoom fatigue and event digital virtual event fatigue. But some of these events have really good startups on there that, that could solve a problem for you or you have a problem that you want to be thinking about or you want to address, I should say. They're good things when we can all go back to physical events. I think uh, I'm, I like to go to events, not just to meet people, but when you've got a ton of technology in one space and you can really spend your time thinking about your problems and then walking around, virtual events are a bit trickier, but they're still good because we're in lockdown and you can go to each virtual event. But going to events, I think, helps FM people as well or, or anyone in, in, in a particular space. Because when Take the Excel Center in London. It's massive. And if that's full of FM innovation, what a place to go with like a kid in a candy shop for a techie, right? It's like, wow, what, yeah. what, 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 what can I go and see? But when you can take your time and think about your own problems, whether you're having a coffee or your own lunch or you're sitting with other people, being able to go out there and see what is out there, that's, yeah, I, I think you're right. Reading, studying, listening. Webinars. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I mean, you can, you can get into a webinar, a good webinar every week. Every day almost at the moment, there's a webinar. Yeah, <laughs> there's also a lot of blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, yeah there is. There is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would say go to the, start, to the startup webinars. 
Because yes. then I guess where you get most inspired and surprised and you go like, ah, um, food waste, for example. You've got these startups, it's, it's also from, from, from the UK, they're Winnow, and they have a, 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 a device and it sits on your litter bin and it looks down to what you're throwing away and then it can see exactly if it's french fries or pieces of apple, you know, and, and they detect what it is and then calculate with weight, etc. how much you are throwing away money. And you can, your, your kitchen managers can adjust uh, their, their schemes and their plans on that. Oh, wow, that's I cool. Mean, isn't that brilliant? Yeah, that's, that's very cool. I mean, the wastage of food in, in restaurants and, you know, corporate buildings who have restaurants, big financial services industry, it's companies, that, 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 that could be huge savings. Yeah, and these savings, you must not put them in your pocket, but you must invest them in the next startup. Yeah. You know, just keep yeah, on I, going. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. I agree. It's I agree. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're a service provider, engage with startups, get them on board, start talking and make this like unbeatable top service together with them. And also it's nice because you can start talking about different things with your clients. It's not anymore about the typical things that facility managers talk about, but uh, it's, you know, about hours and, and, and KPIs and things like Pero but, but like 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 on new things there yeah? what is happening around there it's it's yeah it's just great conversation material too <laughs> yeah yeah i agree mm, i agree yeah. i agree well cindy we we haven't had any more live questions thank you for the people who did put them in uh i haven't got any other questions written down that i had right written before this but uh thank you very much for your time i really appreciate you joining uh, it, it's great to meet you, and I'm sure we'll be in touch again very soon. Uh, we 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 are changing things up for the next event. Uh, I'm just reading it here because I hadn't read this earlier, so it's, it's, that's my bad. Uh, we have uh, on the next event we'll have one of three panel speakers, uh, which is on the 9th of June. So Caleb Tracy is one. Who the others are yet? I don't even know myself, but you'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, so yeah, the next one, 9th of June. But uh, Cindy, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much. I'm Thank hoping you. I'm hoping the weather is better in Spain than it is here in the UK. It is. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Lovely, Cindy. Thank you very much. Uh, hang on, we've had a question. Uh, hi, Cindy. Uh, hello, Michael. FMs seem to be such an old school, traditional old guys show. Do you think FM <laughs> companies realise that they should also innovate to be more attractive to millennials? Ah, that's a good one. This is what we were talking about just before the yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, just before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying to Mike, can, can you imagine that you've got a new colleague uh, in your facility management team and you say, oh, we don't do email here. Uh, there's the fax machine. Or you say, you know, you think, ah, you wouldn't do that ever, ever, ever. Um, but now it's like the same with the millennials coming in as building users. It can be customers, but it can also be people on your own team. Uh, or in your company, your colleagues from other departments, uh, you, can, you have to start changing because your your user is changing. He's getting younger or she. So yeah. living in a different world, you have to keep up with that pace, of the pace of society. Your building has to adapt to society, to the pace of society. Yeah. So maybe in 10 years, these metal keys that we have around there in the drawer, 
won't be there anymore. And that's good. It's good. It, it, it is good. And it's something we talked about literally prior to the show. I, 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 uh, Balaz, so thank you for sending in. We were literally talking about this. I, I actually said that people in FM like to wear their underpants on the outside, which means they want to be Superman. But not all of them want to do that. But it is... <laughs> And I was saying, I don't know any really young facilities managers in, in the market. I think if there were more of them, there would be more innovation. Uh, but as Cindy said earlier, a lot of people don't get budgets to do innovation in FM. So it's a bit of a catch-22, a bit of a tricky situation. So you've got to figure out how you do that, building a business case around it. But there there are there are... There is space for millennials. I think having more of them in will probably pull it faster into the 21st century. But yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Uh, a lot of FM people are, are, are ex-military, more so in different parts of the world as well. Uh, and they they like rules, they like regulations, but you you do need to be flexible. You do need yeah, to- Yeah, but I, I want to defend the facility manager here. Eh? Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the guy who fixes everything uh, yeah. and, and there are so many universities around there. Also in Holland, for example, I, I, I look at that a little bit more than in other countries maybe, but you've got universities where every year there are hundreds of uh, facility managers coming out and doing a, a great job. It's not that. Uh, it's not that. The, the failure of facilities management uh, managers not getting more into innovation is A, budget, and B, especially access. Easy access. That's why we created our free basic membership. We said, okay, we have to give access to everybody. Any facility manager in the world, worldwide world, has to do clack, 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 and see a list of all the best startups that are around there. Balanced, some waste, some digital twins, some workplace, some energy, some maintenance, and, and, and show who's around there. And at that moment, I'm sure that facility manager, managers say, ah, oh, great, but this is for us. Boom, and go for it. <laughs> they should all do that. Every single mm. one. <laughs> mm. Cindy, thank you again. Uh, we haven't had any more. Uh, we are yeah, live streaming. That is for the millennials. So perfect. Cindy, thank you very much for your time. It was lovely to meet you. We will speak again soon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, it will be available afterwards as well as being live now. But uh, we'll see you 9th of July is the next one. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>